From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler. Well, you know what? I'm uh, I'm weary just like you, and if you don't mind, I'd like to uh, dispense with the traditional opening of the show and just get right to the meat. I'm just not feeling it tonight. The intro, I mean. I'm totally into being here and doing this show. Don't misunderstand me. I need to be here talking about the things we talk about on the show. And let me say, it's January 17th, 2021, and I still don't trust the numbers. Some of you screaming at the radio, you can't say that. You're in the media. No, I'll tell you, what is not my job, it's not my job to carry water for the government, to sit here and read government-issued decrees and edicts and press releases without questioning. It's my job to be curious. Fancy that. It's my job to be skeptical. And uh, one day, and that day may come sooner than later, sooner than even I imagine, I'm not allowed to do this anymore. That's where this seems to be headed. The left is on a roll. Everything seems to be going their way. They have the White House, both chambers of Congress, which means likely they'll soon have control of the courts. They've had uh, academia and the legacy media and all of our cultural institutions locked down for decades. But that apparently is not enough. They want revenge. So I'll uh, keep on doing whatever this is I'm doing. It's not much. But this is what I have to contribute. And at least I can look back one day and know and sincerely believe I was on the right side of history. And that's about all I can ask for at this point. One other thing. This past spring and summer, I think I made my views on the Antifa and BLM rioting and looting pretty clear. It was abhorrent. And it was encouraged by the media. It was normalized by the media. It was rewarded by corporate America and big tech. People died. More than two dozen people died. Several of them innocent children. Billions of dollars. Billions of dollars in damages. Businesses, including African-American businesses, destroyed. Countless lives destroyed. The people involved were domestic terrorists. I'm talking about the looting and the rioting and the killing. And they should rot in jail. What happened on Capitol Hill in Washington on January 6th was likewise appalling. People died. There were some misguided Trump supporters involved, no doubt. Idiots. They destroyed a lot of goodwill built up by the 99.9% of Trump supporters who were kind Decent, law-abiding men and women, the kind of people you'd be pleased to have as neighbors or sit opposite you at church. But there were also some Antifa and BLM provocateurs in there as well. Of that, you can be sure. And we'll know more soon. Here's the good news. The perps, they will be caught and arrested and charged. And unlike some of the leftist thugs that looted and rioted and hurt police officers and others, they will not be bailed out of jail by Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. Not going to happen this time. So that's one 
little piece of good news. Carlos Cagina is the technical producer, and Ryan White is the live stream producer on my YouTube channel, Strange Planet. At least for now, I wake up every morning. It's not my first order of business, believe me. I help get breakfast for my boys. I feed the rabbit. But I do wake up, and at some point, I check the YouTube channel to see if it's still there. I am getting a hit on Twitter. I can't complain. Not as bad as many. Not like the real influencers out there. I have a relatively small following. I was around 72, 7,500. I kind of lost track. And I'm about a 1,000, down about a 1,000 after the purge. I guess we're calling it the purge. And I am gradually making my way over to Parlor, but I see Amazon shut that down. I've also registered at gab.com. Until they shut that down, they don't have an app. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a little bit like a digital Bedouin right about now, moving from place to place. You know, I picked a really lousy time for the mighty Aphrodite and I to start rewatching Game of Thrones. It's too much. Why watch it on the small screen when we're all living it right now every day? Luckily, despite all the betrayal and treachery and injustice, I've seen it all before. So have you. And uh, like the Bible, I know how it ends. Spoiler alert. Good triumphs over evil. So take heart, my friends. Uh, But before light wins out over darkness, there are still dark days ahead of us. Of that we can be sure. But don't despair. That is really the one unforgivable sin, right? To despair, turn your back on God. Now, uh, Matt Landman was to be with us. And uh, we were going to talk about 5G and geoengineering. And he may join us at some point. But somewhere along the line... uh, communications got uh, mixed up or I know Matt is very busy these days but uh, he's not with us so we will soldier on in his absence and I'm going to open up the phone lines and if we have to because it's live radio and that's just the way it goes we will we'll do two hours of open lines but geez there's not much to talk about well we'll figure something out I'm sure but have you heard about this uh, the uh, the headline from um, now What is the publication? It's Science Something Magazine. I'll check that out in a minute. But it's by Paul Vusen. It's titled Geoengineers Inch Closer to Sun-Dimming Balloon Test. For years, the controversial idea of solar geoengineering lofting long-lived reflective particles into the upper atmosphere to block sunlight and diminish global warming has been theoretical. It's starting to get real. Today, this was December 15th, 2020, today, after much technical and regulatory wrangling, Harvard University scientists are proposing a June 2021 test flight of a research balloon designed to drop small amounts of chalky dust and observe its effects. Wow. In June 2021, they're going to do this. Chalky dust dropped from a balloon. No kidding. Hmm. Uh, The first flight would not inject the particles. It would only be a dry run of the steerable balloon and instruments 
needed to study chemical reactions in the stratosphere, the calm, cold layer more than 10 kilometers up. Even so, the project called the Stratospheric Controlled Perturbation Experiment must first win the approval of an independent advisory board, a decision that could come in February 2021. The need to study the real-world effects of releasing reflective particles is pressing, says David Keith, a Harvard Energy and Climate Scientist, and one of SCOPEX's, that again is the Stratospheric Controlled Perturbation Experiment, SCOPEX. Uh, So again, David Keith, Harvard Energy Climate Scientist, one of SCOPEX's lead scientists. Solar geoengineering, where have we heard this before? Geoengineering is no substitute, they say, for cutting greenhouse gas emissions, but it could ameliorate the worst damage of global warming, such as the extreme heat waves and storms that claim many lives today. There is a real potential, maybe a significant potential, to reduce the risks of climate change this century by a lot. Okay, so they're laying the groundwork for geoengineering. Geoengineering. We call that on this show and others, chemtrails. We've been talking about that for, what, 20 years, at least on this show, up and down the dial. Many others out there have been talking about it for much longer. Do you remember that Pentagon white paper, Owning the Weather by 2025? That came out, what, maybe 30 years ago? And now, they, the tall foreheads at Harvard, want us to believe in June. Maybe they'll think about dropping chalk particles, chalk dust from a balloon. Right, right. All right, well, um, we were hoping to have uh, Matt Landman on to discuss geoengineering, and as I say, at some point he may join us. But until then, we're going to open up the phone lines 416-360-0740. 416-360-0740. That's for the greater Toronto area. And toll-free from just about anywhere, Maine to Minnesota, south to the Carolinas, throughout Ontario, parts of Quebec. Quebec, you're, uh, you're locked down. You can't leave the house after 8 o'clock. So why not pick up the phone and give us a call? Uh, Toll-free from out of town, 1-866-744-740. Now, we can talk about geoengineering. What sort of chemtrail activity are you seeing? Oh, I should say condensation trails. Because the geoengineering, folks, doesn't start until June 2021, right? We all believe that, right? Otherwise, it's a conspiracy theory. And this whole business of owning the weather by 2025... The Pentagon. They were just kidding. That was just, they were just blue skying it. No pun intended. So we can talk about what we had intended to talk about with Matt Landman, again, who may join us a little bit later. Documentary filmmaker. You may remember his film Frankenskies. And um, he's working on Frankenskies 2. And he's uh, also written about, talked about, researched a lot about 5G. We can talk about that as well. And we can talk about what's happening on uh, social media. I'm calling uh, Silicon Valley the Digital Death Squads. That's the new 
method of making people disappear. We're far more sophisticated than we were 30, 40 years ago. In Chile, Pinochet and his uh, death squads used to make people disappear for good, permanently. Now we're far more sophisticated with opposition and, and dissidents. Now they remove your digital footprint. The digital death squads. Uh, so let's uh, open up the lines and we'll begin with Bob. Is Bob in Toronto? Bob, welcome. Wanted to say we're all with you. Keep on doing what you're doing. It's always the darkest before the dawn, but uh, don't don't give up the ship uh, just yet. Um, 5G makes my blood boil, no pun intended, <laughs> but uh, I, I had a quick question regarding um, Brad Olson last week. Uh, you didn't understand why was it, I believe, the yellow cube uh, in why the aliens would, would give the government that technology. Uh, I looked it up, and it said under the Grenada Treaty that Eisenhower traded um, abductions for technology, and that was with the Greys, because we had a chance with the Nordics, and all they wanted in return was to give up uh, nuclear arms, but instead they went with uh, the Greys. Right. Um, my, I think my question, Bob, to Brad was if these aliens have to live under this prime directive – and we're all familiar with the prime directive from Star Trek, right? That's the Federation can't interfere with, I guess, sort of the, the goings-on, uh, the business of uh, – on other planets, the, the non-interference. That's the prime, inter, uh, prime directive. If both – um, uh, good and bad aliens, let's call them, if they have to live by that cosmic law, why would they give that kind of technology to one side versus the other? I think that was my question. And, and Brad was kind of grappling with that as well. He, he didn't have an answer. I don't blame him. I mean, I don't understand it myself. I mean, I, I, I don't if, – if, if in fact that's what, what took place uh, – you know, that, that uh, certain individuals or groups were given this technology, um, I can understand why they might strike that deal with the devil, and I mean that quite literally, uh, but that doesn't make sense if there is, in, in fact, a prime directive. And that, that probably indicates to me there isn't a prime directive. I don't think uh, these, you can call them aliens, I'll call them fallen angels, I don't think they, they play by those rules. What do you think? Well, neither do the people that are doing what they're doing today. I mean, they're supposed to be uh, following the rules, but they're breaking them for control. And an interesting person, if you have a chance to get on, is Paul Hellyer, a national treasurer, if you have a chance, or Paul has been on this program. Uh, Paul has been on this program probably a half dozen times. Uh, and I'll, you know, as long as he's with us, God bless him, I'll, I'll continue to bring him on. He... He was on, I guess, the last time, maybe six months ago. He had just completed uh, another book, 96, Still Sharp, uh, Mind Like a, a Steel Bear Trap. And um, I have great affection and admiration for Paul. I don't agree with him on everything, uh, but I would love to have him back on. And, and God willing, we will. Thanks very much, Richard. Hey, Bob. Great talking to you. Thank you. We have uh, Ed next. Ed, are you in Toronto? Where are you calling from? 
I'm calling from Milton. Uh, good to hear from you, Richard. You too, Ed. Yeah, I'm a long-time listener. Um, no, just like Bob, I want to encourage you, keep uh, digging. Uh, yes, it's dark, and there's, I'm afraid, a whole more depth than uh, you can put even on this radio show. I remember what they did to uh, the uh, great Gary Bell, uh, you know, the spaceman. Right, uh, right. Just down the dial and all that. So, yep, um, don't worry. You just keep digging, and um, there's plenty of other uh, things that you can do. Uh, just a word of encouragement. Well, I appreciate that, Ed. Thank you. I, I, I mean, I have no intention of willingly giving it up, but the decision ultimately is not mine. And I'm just looking at trends right now and the way things are going and trying to be realistic and asking myself, you know, how much longer will a program like this be allowed to continue? And the, you know, the management here is absolutely amazing and courageous and I have deep appreciation for my syndicators, syndication.net. But, you know, they, at some point, you know, they might feel that it's, they just, you know, there's too much at stake here. Uh, There's too much pressure. I don't know uh, what what can happen. I'm not going to judge. I'm just, I'm going to sit here and do the show for as long as I can until I can't. Yeah, and so you're still under the stairs, old Thornhill? Yes, although I'm, I'm doing the, uh, the show from Zoomer tonight. You know, I, for my own mental well-being, I got to get out of the house once in a while. And driving down the Don Valley Parkway, and there's three other people on the road at 8 o'clock, and we don't have a curfew here yet. It could be coming. But it's, I almost feel a, a little bit of satisfaction. It's almost like me kicking back or pushing back. It's silly, really. It's, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not that rebellious, but it feels rebellious, being out, coming into work, coming into a a radio station and doing the show, uh, if for no no other reason than my own mental well-being. Okay. Yeah, my wife is uh, sort of reminding me, um, when she heard about uh, Kamala Harris, uh, she thinks uh, you might be a bit on the ignorant side, just a a note there. Who might be a little bit on the ignorant side? Um, You... Because she's done some research, and um, she's hoping maybe you can uh, catch on to, because uh, you made a comment about the Kamala might uh, behave differently from, say, the Trump. No, no, no. What I said was that the these idiots that uh, that stormed into the Capitol building and or that uh, accosted police officers, in one case killing a police officers, idiots is a, is is too nice a word. I said they will be caught and they will rot in jail as they should, unlike the uh, the left wing thugs that rooted and 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 rioted and injured people, including police, that were bailed out at the behest of people like Kamala Harris. That's what I'm saying. That's not going to happen this time, be- because there's a there obviously there's a double standard there. They both left and right. If they riot, if they loot, if they if they destroy property, if they injure people, they should rot in jail. But I'm saying the, the perps in this incident on J- January 6th, they're not going to be bailed out like the, uh, the members of Antifa and BLM. That's not going to happen this time. So all I'm saying is that that's one piece of good news. All right, we'll... Uh, Thank you for the call, Ed. We'll come back and uh, continue with open lines unless until we hear from Matt Landman, activist, documentary filmmaker. We're talking geoengineering. Let me get your take on this project to dim the sun. 
Harvard University, Bill Gates, supposedly a sponsor. Surprise, surprise. Back with more. Stay with us. Curiosity, or did the devil make you do it? Whatever the reason, welcome back to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Open lines. I don't know how long we'll have open lines. It all depends on our scheduled guest, Matt Landman. We're waiting for him uh, to talk about geoengineering. We, we may get to that. We may not, and that's fine. We will uh, continue on with open lines if that's the case. I wanted to give you a heads up what's happening next week on the program, God willing. <laughs> I guess I should start issuing that caveat uh, each time I talk about uh, future shows. God willing, next uh, Sunday, uh, Vincent Gersis will be uh, with us for the first hour anyway. Vincent is a retired senior Ontario Provincial Police Constable. And one of the founders of uh, We Stand on Guard for Thee, I think is the, uh, the name of the organization. Um, you may have heard of uh, both active and retired police officers forming together into a group to object to the authoritative overreach uh, on behalf of the government and by extension the police. And I think we've all had a belly full of what's been going on. Uh, we're not Australia yet, thank God. I was watching a, a video earlier today. It was a young woman. She wasn't protesting or she wasn't, you know, marching in a, in a protest. She had a T-shirt or a sign basically objecting to the lockdowns in Australia. She was carrying her four-year-old baby, her child, her four-year-old child. And because she was carrying the sign or wearing this T-shirt, she was rushed by police. They grabbed the child, ripped the child from her arms, and threw her in the back of a police wagon. That's where we're at. That's not Tehran. That's not Kabul. That's Australia. That's sickening. And we've seen what's happening in Quebec. A curfew. 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. You're to stay off the streets. Someone was tweeting, well, what's the big deal? Where do you have to be at 8 p.m. or after 8 p.m.? Seriously? That's your answer? I guess then if that's your view, once and when we get beyond this nonsense and we start opening things up, maybe why not just maintain the curfew? Where do you have to be after 8 p.m.? unless you have proper documentation. If you don't have papers, stay in your house. Safety first. So, yes, Vincent Gersies will be with us uh, next week for the first hour or so, and I'm uh, very much looking forward to that program. I think this is a courageous man, and I applaud what he's doing. Yes, I'm giving my opinion, and I'm displaying my biases. That's the difference, you see. I tell you what they are. <laughs> Let's go to the phones, and uh, let's say hi to Rita is in Colorado. Rita, welcome. Hi. Hi there. I was calling because I just think it would be really fascinating if you did a show on time travel. And in particular, I've been doing a lot of research the last couple of weeks, and it seems to me like I really am starting to think that Trump is a time traveler. (laughs) Why? Why do you think that? 
Well, there are several things. Well, first and foremost, if you go on YouTube, there's a ton of videos on it. But I don't know if you've ever heard of an author by the name of Ingersoll Lockwood. Ingersoll Lockwood. No. Um, I don't think I've ever interviewed Ingersoll Lockwood. Well, he was a lawyer mm-hmm. and also an author. Oh, 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 uh, the, the Baron Trump. Yes, a, the Baron Trump books. The Baron Trump books. Yes. Now I remember. He wrote, the yes. Baron, he, wrote, he wrote the Baron Trump books. Yes. And in those books, there are several characters. One of them is, is called Don. Yes. Another one is called Penn. Yes. And Don um, likes to give people nicknames like Crooked Hillary and, and Sleepy Joe. And he lives in a big tower in New York City. <sighs> Well, actually, and he also wrote the book, The Last President. Yes. Right. And so if you take that and then you combine the whole fact that I guess John Trump, Donald Trump's uncle, um, was the one who uh, looked at all of the Tesla papers after Tesla died. Did you know that? Yes, I did. I've done shows on that. And I and I thank you for reminding me about Ingersoll Lockwood. I'd forgotten that. But I've talked about it a number of times on Coast and here. Um, time travel happens to be one of my favorite topics. Uh, but go on, uh, Rita. You're, you're, okay, so uh, yeah. another thing is, is like I'm trying to notice all these similarities. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, um, there's a book called, I think it's called The Last Awakening or The Great Awakening or something like that, and it's by an author a long time ago by the name of Sidney Powell. Mm-hmm. Ah, that I didn't and know. So that's interesting. That's, that's kind of weird, too. And then if you look up Ingersoll Lockwood, and you just type it in, it'll take you to a military website, which is like for the Navy about some sort of like, I don't know whether it's space product or whatever, but if you just type it in, IngersollLockwood.com. So I'm starting to think that actually Lynn Wood, the attorney, has been, you know, kind of like declassing all the information. Maybe he's Ingersoll Lockwood. Um, <laughs> I love it. Because because if you take the name Ingersoll and then you take, because it's got like two L's at the end of the name Ingersoll. Right. If you take the last L and you put it in front of the word, that would be Lingersoll, right? right? So you take Lynn, which is his name, out of it, and then you've got Gersoll left, and you take Saul and you put that in front of Ger, and it comes out to soldier and so it'd be like soldier i don't know the whole thing is just like a little bit too wonky for me to not think that there's some sort of time travel thing going on another weird thing is i don't know if you've ever compared the pictures of julian assange and john trump next to each other no no they look exactly the same oh come on i gotta try this hang on all right while we're talking i'm gonna talk i'm gonna do this okay so julian assange has hair so take julia Assange's picture like around the same age of john trump at the same time all right and it's almost like it's almost like they're twins except the hair is different hmm it's bizarre bizarre yeah, I'm seeing. Well, on uh, on Google Images, they have Julian Assange and Donald Trump next uh, side by side. So I'm not seeing any. Uh, yeah, oh, here we are. Here Donald we are. Trump. Yes. Oh, now I see it. Yes. Interesting. Yes, that so same. If you just go to Twitter and mm. you type that in. Like, there's so many people that I've already been bringing that up. Okay. Yeah, I see it now. I see John and Julian. Yes, I suppose there is. A, yeah. Uh, wow, you are deep down the rabbit hole, Rita. 
I know, I know. It's terrible. I no, it's not terrible. It. It's, it's not terrible. Just like, don't, you know what? It's, 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 it's a kind of fascinating, though. It like, is fascinating. Just don't let it. Time travel back to fix everything. Just don't let it take over your life like it has. Let my life be, serve as a warning to you all. <laughs> don't let it take over. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll end up like me. No, I know. I just think it's really it's it's really interesting. I love time travel. Baron, you've got the Baron Trump, you know, because it's the adventures. Yes. the adventures of Baron Trump. There's also the and Titan. Guess, you know, the book, the Titan. How it I how it how it mirrors almost ex- in exact detail the Titanic, uh, but it's a piece of fiction written what maybe fifteen twenty years before the Titanic. Same number of lifeboats, same dimensions, same. You know, uh, you know, hitting a large passenger ship that was said to be unsinkable, hitting an iceberg, same number of passengers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, before you go to bed tonight, Rita, as if you need another reason, uh, Google or don't use Google. Use Brave or some other server. Don't use Google. But use something else and, and search up the Titan and the Titanic. I will do that. All right. How are you listening tonight, but, Rita? But one last one last thing I wanted to talk about this Ingerson Lockwood book. Okay. Also in The Last President. Apparently, he lives on Fifth Avenue in New York. Yes. Yeah. And also, you know, a big riot occurs right after an election. Oh, that's right. Yes, I remember that, too. Fascinating, isn't it? I mean, come on. What is that all about? I don't know. Well, that's your assignment, anyway, Rita. I, okay, I'm, I want I'm it on my desk tomorrow morning. Solve this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to you on YouTube. So. Ah, wonderful. Okay, thank you so much. It's great uh, hearing from you, Rita. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really enjoy your shows. Keep up the great work. It's I appreciate so it. And keep up your great work, too. too. This is uh, fascinating <laughs> stuff. All right. All right. I'll tell you what. Why don't we play that little clip from Matt Landman about 5G? Turn your home into a microwave oven for the holidays. Time to join the Smart Meter 5G revolution. Light up your whole house with radio frequencies. Leave your goose on the dining room table to cook. How convenient! At 6 gigahertz, feel the wiring in your home turned into a 5G microwave antenna. There's no need to plug in your Christmas tree lights anymore. They'll light up all by themselves just from the RF in your living room. And so will you feel festive from all the pulsing RF shredding your DNA. Use your cell phone to call all those uninvited relatives and watch your own energy field light up just like your Christmas tree. We've decided smart meters and 5G are safe, safe, safe. Goodness, no need to do health studies. We'll cook your goose. Oh, sorry, it kind of caught me off guard. I was just looking at some swatches and trying to figure out, you know, what color to paint my uh, holding cell at the detention center. It's something, you know, we have to think about going forward, I guess. Kind of looks like we're heading in that direction, right? Let's say hi to Aaron is in Missouri, or as my Uncle North used to say, Missouri. Aaron, how are you? Yeah, people from Missouri say Missouri. They aren't from Missouri. No, he wasn't from Missouri, but he, for some <laughs> reason he said Missouri. I have hey, no idea why. You talking to me? Well, I'm I'm uh, uh, pleased that you called. Uh, well, you you're way smarter than me, so. Oh, let's not be so sure, Aaron. It's all done with mirrors. Never forget. <laughs> yes, I think Richard, we're too far apart now. 
We meaning the U.S. Oh, you mean the cultural war, the the left and right divide, conservatives and the left? I I think we're just too far apart. I'm starting to get that feeling, Aaron. It's a sinking feeling, yes. No one's convincing anyone else about anything. It's over. No, we just talk past each other. Where is it headed? I don't know. You tell me. You're smarter than me. Oh, I'm not. I'm not smarter than you, Aaron. Um, and I'm. I, I always feel when I weigh in on American politics, uh, like a bit of an interloper. I mean, I don't mind talking about it, but then when I'm speaking directly to an American and they're asking me for my opinion, um, I, as I say, I feel like an interloper. But as a sometimes uh, sort of a, 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 a disinterested party can offer some insights. It's easier to figure out uh, what's going on if you're from the outside. Well, possibly. The only the only caveat I would issue is that I do have a huge vested interest. I'm not a disinterested party. I, I love America. I have a huge emotional investment. I have some family down there. Uh, and I, and I, I feel, in many respects, very American. Uh, so that, you know, cards on the table. Um, my fear is that things are going to unwind, could unwind very quickly. And the, the next thing that we're headed for, um, if the left is so hell-bent on not only you know, winning the White House and both chambers of Congress and then soon the courts, they already have the all yeah, the cultural, yeah, all the cultural institutions, they've got it all locked down. Now they're set on revenge. All of that stuff I mentioned before, it's not good enough for them. It reminds me of King Joffrey in, in Game of Thrones. They have been spurned, and now they are pissed, and they want revenge. Uh, and, and my fear is that's, that's only going to escalate. This, uh, um, you know, Forbes magazine recently announced, Forbes magazine of all people, of all places, said that they are, they are they're going to they're gonna target, when I say target, I mean... Um, they're not going to hire them, uh, Trump administration officials. That's just for starters. And then eventually you know where this is leading, right? Trump supporters. Oh, yeah. They've already announced, people on the left, people that were former Obama administration officials, were taking names, right? Whenever I hear things like that, I mean, there used to be little snot-nosed brats in public school. When the teacher left the room, they were the ones taking names. And then when mm-hmm. the teacher came back into the room, Johnny got out of his seat. Billy threw gum at me. You know, those little sniveling <laughs> weasels. The ones, uh, like drawing a dick on the checkboard. Sorry, well, yeah, let's, yeah, let's be careful yeah, with the language. It's still kind Sorry of a family that. show. Um, but those sniveling weasels, those people grew up and now they run everything. And so they're taking names. They're making lists. It's going to make the McCarthy era look like a walk in the park. So that's what I see potentially on the horizon. I also see some states like Texas, maybe Tennessee, Kentucky. Texas uh, is going to be blue in five years. Uh, not well, maybe not so sure about that. I hear kind of conflicting things on that. But I <sighs> moving there. Yeah, I. But, but what I'm saying take is their voting politics with them. Well, that is a problem. You've got, uh, you know, the left destroying states like California, and uh, the exodus out of New York is incredible. Richard, I'm telling you, I I have uh, told my wife to buckle her belt up, and we are moving to Wyoming. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sticking around. 
having an exit strategy, not a bad idea. Thinking about a safe place to land, uh, not a bad idea. Aaron, listen, great talking to you in uh, the Show Me State, Missouri. I I hope you'll call again. Uh, So where is it heading? Um, I, I was about to say, you will start to hear rumblings about secession. And I know that sounds like hyperbole. (laughs) <laughs> nothing nothing should be off the table at this point. We are living in the twilight zone. Uh, in fact, Texas, there are some state legislators who have already sort of thrown that gauntlet down. We will increasingly hear about secession. And then from there, where does it go? Well, I think you know, right, what the next step is. We don't want to go there, folks. We don't want to burn the house down. Uh, let's see. We have, oh, no, we need to break. I need to be disciplined about this. This is a short segment. I got to get out. Six minutes. That's it. It's my New Year's resolution. Six minutes and out. All right. Talk to you on the other side. So, uh, before I came into the studio tonight, I stopped in at the Metro, and for my American listeners, that's a, a, a grocery chain. Here in Canada, at least in Ontario. I don't know if it's Metro elsewhere. Anyway, here in Ontario, we have Metro grocery stores, and a lot of them are 24-7. So there's one here in Liberty Village, and I stopped in there to get some snacks, some popcorn and a, a tin of uh, roasted almonds. I go to the, uh, the checkout, and there's one person ahead of me. And, of course, there's staff trying to direct me to the self-checkout, and I won't use it. I will not use the self-checkout. They're pointless because every time – is this true or not? You Every time you go to the self-checkout, you have to call for help because something's not working. It's not scanning, right? So that kind of defeats the purpose. Anyway, and they're so insistent, aren't they? Please, why don't you use the self-checkout? Because I'm trying to preserve your, jo- your job, you moron. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I go to the cashier and, and um, she is uh, – there's one customer ahead of me and she's scanning this person's – products or or, uh, purchases and so I put mine on the uh, conveyor belt and I'm waiting and I'm social distancing Uh, listen I'm still taking all make you know I'm doing observing all the protocols I wear my mask I social distance right safety first COVID is real elderly people with multiple comorbidities are dying it's a tragedy I'm not denying it anyway so I, I am observing the protocol so she's chatting to this customer and as the customer is walking away She's still chatting with her while she's scanning my items. And she's not paying particularly close attention. So she takes my little tin, there it is, of uh, roasted almonds, and she scans it. And I'm hearing beep, 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 beep. She scanned it because she wasn't paying attention. She scanned it multiple times. And she caught herself and she goes, oops, sorry, I scanned your almonds four times. And I was kind of proud of myself. My comeback was like immediate without, without even a, missing a beat. I said, isn't that how Biden won the election? Crickets. Nothing. I said, come on. Nine o'clock on a Sunday. That's not bad. Crickets. Humorless people. These grim-faced commissars that will be, you know, directing me to my holding cell at the detention center. Come on. Just crack a smile. If you don't laugh, you're going to cry, and we can't cry. We mustn't despair. All right, let's say hi to uh, Kevin in Buffalo. Kevin, welcome. Oh, hi, Richard. Hey there. 
Um, Richard, just real quick, I actually met you maybe four or five years ago. I oh, was really? up in uh, Toronto for Jim Mars presentation. Oh, God bless Jim Mars. Yes, um, that's right. We, um, and, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yes, anyways, it's, it's good to talk again. Um, I'm going to actually, I believe that, um, um, I'm actually hopeful for the, I mean, just for the immediate future of the of the U.S. I mean, um, hopefully, well, see, here's the thing. I mean, Biden could work together um, for all parties. So hopefully people will see that and just um, think, okay, at least four years, people, the lawmakers at least will work together, you know, to get, you know, things passed. Well, the question is, though, what's going to get passed? And he doesn't need to work with anybody now. He, he uh, I mean, it, would, it wouldn't hurt to have a few re, uh, Republican or Rhino votes on his side, and he'll get them. Um, but the question is, what is he going to pass, and what are you so hopeful that he's going to pass? Well, you're right, exactly. That's the thing. I mean, for example, I know um, universal basic income has been talked about, but there are a lot of people opposed to it. But it's going to be like independence and um, even even the uh, GOP minority who are just going to be against it. So, I mean, obviously, less um, things not um, example UBI is not going to get passed. But I, I see what you mean. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, first of all, then the next question is, how long is he going to be around before he gets pushed out? Any thoughts on that? Um, I believe at least four years, but then maybe he's going to resign or just not even. No, I apologize, not run for re-election. Oh, you think he'll last the full four years? I believe so, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Um, well, we, we shall see. I'm, uh, I'm going to say six months to maybe nine months, a year at the outside. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw, there was an interview he did. It was uh, one of the legacy media organizations, and they had both Biden and Kamala on. Uh, of course, he never would have appeared on there, be, be, you know, before the election. Um, he was hiding in his basement, and then he managed to convince 80 million people to crawl over broken glass to vote for this charismatic figure. It's amazing. Anyway, uh, so after the election, he's on this. Um, he's getting these softball questions from some reporter on ABC. What's your favorite ice cream? And how much do you, you know? How bad are the uh, the Republicans? Those sorts of things. But then he was asked, "What about?" if you and Kamala should happen to disagree on some major policy item. And he actually said this, and it's not verbatim, but you can look it up uh, on Google or on, on YouTube, rather. Uh, but he said something to the effect is, well, I guess I would just, I would um, sort of develop some disease and go away. He actually said that, or words pretty close to that effect. In other words, he was kind of telegraphing, um, you know, in his later stages of, of um, dementia, uh, he's... He's actually telling the truth, and he and he's, he said that I would just I guess I would develop some disease and have to go away. So what do you make of that? Wow, Richard. I mean, I'll tell you, this is why I listen to you like almost every week because this is the first time I've heard of this, and it is no coincidence that it has not been broadcast really anywhere else. But um, that's very interesting. All right, my friend. Well, it's great to hear from you in uh, in Buffalo. What do you uh, what do you think the Sabers are going to do this year? Oh, the Sabers. I mean, with Eric Stahl and Jack Eichel, holy cow! I think we're going to pretty much go to the playoffs. 
Really? Now, you're uh, we, up here in, in uh, Canada, we have the Northern Division. So all the Canadian teams are in one division. We're all going to play. We won't face Buffalo this year, which I'm going to kind of miss. That's a great rivalry. Now, you're in a very competitive division. You're in there with the Rangers and the Islanders and the Phillies and the Capitals. And uh, who else is in that division? Uh, is it Carolina? Columbus? Wow. I don't know, actually. Me and my brother were just talking about that. Maybe seven or eight of them, but you're right. Capitals and Islanders. Yeah. That's... Definitely the Rangers. Maybe within 500 miles, I think. Yeah, that's going to be a um, tough division. It's going to be a very tough division. I hope you, you know, you guys deserve some success down there in Buffalo. Uh, I hope you. Uh... Yeah, I, I mean, exactly. In the Buffalo Bills, holy cow. I mean, we're, I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> hey, Kevin, great hearing from you. I hope you'll call again. Thanks, Thank Richard. you. Okay. All right, 416-360-0740. That's in the greater Toronto area. And if you're outside the Toronto area, you can call toll-free 1-866-740-4740. 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to uh, Melanie in uh, High Park in Toronto. Hey, Melanie. Hi, Happy New Year. Haven't spoken to you since... Last year, I guess. It has been a while. Yeah. Yes. Ma'am. So when are you going to be possibly the permanent uh, host or co-host of uh, uh, Coast to Coast? <laughs> well, that's very kind of you to, to say that. I, I believe, I predict that, I predict that within this year, I hope you don't move away, because I notice that different stations that I've listened to and my friends have listened to, they don't air the same show or the same topic, and I'm wondering if they're starting, certain stations are starting to uh, monitor Mr. Nori's show and deciding which ones they're going to play, which ones they're not. So I hope that your station will take it on, and I hope you become the permanent co-host, because I truly believe that you deserve it. Oh, that's very kind of you, Melanie. But can I ask a question yeah. on an opinion, because uh, we were discussing that today. Today. How is it that everybody seems to be so upset about everything, but how is it that uh, Google and Mr. Zuckerberg and all these great tech companies, why are they never, ever taking on China and its murderous regime and taking on all these despots in other countries? Why is it that they're taking on their own American people and, and restricting their freedoms? Because they know which side their bread is buttered on. Exactly. But how is that possibly done? How is it that no legislation has come in and how have they not had their license revoked? You know who I wish you would get on your program is Janet Parshall's husband, who's a constitutional lawyer. I don't know if you've heard the show, Janet Parshall in the Marketplace. Have you ever heard her program? I don't think so. Oh, you've got to listen to him. It's a Christian-based program and they're on another Christian station here in Toronto. But just look up Janet Parshall in the Marketplace and listen to her husband, who's a very brilliant constitutional lawyer who was an atheist at one time, who he is really speaking and respecting his Christian faith by saying, you know, that making sure that only good and uplifting words come out of his mouth as a Christian, and which is very important. Well, that's a show I could get behind, and I will check it out. All right, Melanie, thank you. Have a blessed week to you, your family, and I believe me, things are going to die down because there's just too much, too much involved for the whole United States to get into a civil war. It's not going to happen, and you're, you're going to be a host for Coast to Coast. <laughs> I wish George Norrie many, many, many years yeah. uh, hosting oh, no, no, Coast no, to Coast. He can be on, but he, maybe he wants to have a little bit of a break. And Well, that's why I'm here. 
I appreciate that, Melanie. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, God bless. All right. We will uh, step away and come back. Uh, more open lines on the other side. Stay with me. Richard Serrett. I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now. But if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Fever is a leading symptom of the coronavirus, so take your temperature twice a day with the Exergen Temporal Scanner. It's quick and easy to use, and its accuracy is backed by more than 80 clinical studies. Have your family start and end their day with the only home thermometer used and recommended by hospitals, doctors, and nurses. Your family can take their temperatures in seconds to know where they stand in the fight against COVID-19. Protect your family from the spread of this deadly disease and stay safe with Exergen. Hi, this is Carl Amari. I started the Classic Radio Club at ClassicRadioClub.com, where each month you can receive 10 of the greatest classic radio shows of all time on five CDs in a collector case. Join now and receive your first month's 10 classic radio shows on five CDs, regularly priced at $39.95 for only $1 plus shipping and handling. Choose the digital option and receive your 10 classic radio shows via email and eliminate the shipping and handling fee. Each month, I'll select 10 more of the greatest classic radio shows of all time from my library of over 100,000 shows and send them to you. And I promise every show will be superior sound quality and you'll never receive a duplicate show. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com and receive your first month's 10 classic radio shows for only $1. And I'll also send you detailed liner notes on every show. I know you're going to love being a Classic Radio Club member, but if you decide to cancel your membership, you can do so at any time with no further obligation. Join now at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. 